0: ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer, and now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald.
1: Good afternoon, this is Chickie Fitzgerald, and we have a unique guest today. And she is uh, someone that I ran across in an online group, and I was just fascinated by her background, and I reached out to her and was very pleased to find out that she was an author, because, of course, that is my M.O. of interviewing authors. So our guest today is Teresa Zizarek, and did I do that well, Teresa? Did I pass? Yes, you did. Thank you. (laughs) Terrific. Teresa is the author of a book called Pursuit of Passionate Purpose, Success Strategies for a Rewarding Personal and Business Life. And we were just talking before we got on about uh, my daughter and some of her passions. Teresa, before we dive into the book, uh, I would love to
0: hear a bit about your backstory. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago in a large blue-collar family. And um, I found that 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 was the basis upon which I established my core values. But I also found that education was so key. So uh, it was my ticket um, out. And so I pursued (laughs) Uh, many, many educational degrees, as well as the School of Hard Knocks, and so I um, started off as a Bell Labs engineer, uh, moved into at as a product manager, and um, so I love technology, not for technology's sake, but for making a difference. I decided at that point in time, if I was going to work that hard, I wanted to have a piece of the action and be closer to nature. And so I made a big change in leaving the largest company in the world at that point in time to pursue the entrepreneurial dream. I came back from the East Coast to Colorado and started my first entrepreneurial venture, um, Radish Communication Systems. And in the book, I actually talk about the path of going from zero to $40 million in less than six years. Wow. So after selling the company, people kept asking me, well, how did you do it? And I was going to just write my story, but I realized there was so much other wisdom out there. So I started a major research study and I interviewed 80 people from all walks of life and ask them, how did they find and fulfill their dream, their passionate purpose? Or if they couldn't find it, um, why not? So that was the basis for the beginning of the book. Now, I should mention that my life has been divided into what I call these phases, which I call plans. And you'll notice I like P words. So first there was (laughs) the formative plan, you know, growing up. And then there was the education plan and the career plan, climbing the corporate ladder. And then the entrepreneurial plan, the business plan. And then of course the man plan, the baby plan and all of these other things to bring balance in life. And so um, uh, since um, coming out and starting my First venture. I've actually gone on to do three entrepreneurial ventures, and in between the ventures, I have a consulting firm, Technology and Management Solutions. You can learn more at tmsworld.com, um, where I help organizations thrive, and do speaking, and and then I was just invited by the governor of. The state of Colorado to be on his cabinet as the chief information officer. <laughs> and I did about two years of that, loved it, and really was helping the state of Colorado um, do a digital transformation. So now. What I, a um, journey. Thank you. And now um, I decided that um, after making all my goals, it was time to pursue the next. Um, phase. And so I'm doing consulting, doing speaking, but in transition, looking for the right opportunities with corporate boards, with other vent- um, ventures who are need a C-level executive to, to find me.
1: Wow. Well, be careful what you ask for, my dear. Um, uh, I am a serial entrepreneur and uh, I am a tech CEO and I have a, an early stage venture that I'm just in the midst of pulling together my team. So uh, we, we may have to have an offline discussion about that. Well, it's so interesting how our, our lives have kind of crossed paths. I grew up not too far north of Chicago, uh, Milwaukee. So oh. I, I was a Midwest girl. Uh, I moved from Milwaukee to Denver, right? So, uh, and My son currently goes to school outside of Colorado Springs. So he's up in Woodland Park at at Caris uh, Bible College. Okay. And uh, and then of course I was asking about the origin of your name, which is hundred percent Polish. And my daughter just graduated from the University of Warsaw. So you know I just feel like we were meant to talk. And if I were uh, in my office right now, you would see that my favorite flower in the whole wide world are sunflowers, oh which my behind you. So.
0: Yes. Uh. Actually, there is a connection with sunflowers to pursue a passion purpose. So it is my favorite um, flower for good reason. Well, and I also
1: have the exact same salt rock that you've got on your uh, the the light uh, on your desk, which I got at the salt mines uh, ah. when I was in Poland. So. So let's dive into your book, um, you know, and I, I did notice the propensity for peas uh, in, in your book, uh, you use it uh, prominently, and you do begin talking about that path, and that the pursuit of your path brings reward. And, you know, I talk about it slightly differently, uh, I, I have a very strong faith that guides me. And I talk about it as how God packs our bag and we spend our entire life trying to figure out where the journey was supposed to take us and what's in that bag that's supposed to help us. And so I love your perspective on this, right? And uh, now the P words are just absolutely flowing here. I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't plan that, but you talk about Uh, people on our path, which I think is equally important as to what is packed in our bag. But let's talk about getting on your path. And if it, you know, I don't care whether you're, you know, 16 or you're 64, right? There are still people um, at our age, right, that still don't know what they want to be when they grow up.
0: Yeah. And actually, that's one of the things I want to do. I consider it my mission in life is to help individuals and organizations and states and maybe even the world um, really do something meaningful to make a, a meaningful difference in the in the world. And it's like the question is how to light people's fire and help them connect that fire in a direction to make a difference. Because, you know, recent studies have shown that over 50% of people would leave their job if they could. You may have heard about something they're writing about called the great resignation, which is now, you know, that people, you know, have dealt with COVID and they realize life is short and they are finally saying, I'm moving on. And so this is a big challenge for corporations. And so, you know, our job as leaders in in organizations, public and private, is to help unleash the passion in people so that they will put that to good work in companies. So Mm -hmm. I say that it is the pursuit of passionate purpose and connections along the way that bring meaning and satisfaction to life. And so passionate purpose, what is that? That is a goal, an intention, perhaps your North Star, that you pursue with intense energy, enthusiasm, zeal, passion, my favorite word. And so when you have a person who connects her or his passion to a pers- purpose, they become extraordinary ordinary people become extraordinary when their passion is connected with a purpose
1: so you have outlined for us in the book that there there really is a proven process to do yes. this it isn't just haphazard and you know fate and may, you know, maybe I'll just uh, evolve to, you know, where I'm supposed to be. You really do have to look. And and again, when we were talking before uh, the show, I was talking a little bit about my daughter. And when she was in high school, in her sophomore year, she dated a guy who introduced her to online multiplayer games. Mm. And You know, some of them are fantasy. Some of them are are like doing city planning. I mean, there's a wide range of different kinds of games. But uh, even after that relationship, uh, you know, was was history, she had really uh, ingrained herself in this world of, and, and trust me, she is absolutely passionate about it. Wonderful. She is uh, still a multiplayer gamer. She's now 23, uh, but the interesting thing is her her master's thesis that she's writing is about how gamers do in the business world, how they. Are, are they better employees because mm-hmm. of that team building? And so you were suggesting uh, before the show that maybe she should consider working for a gaming company. And mm-hmm. I actually think that would be brilliant because the work that she's done in psychology, yes, right? Coupled with that, I think could really help to you know guide the gaming companies to realize that there are a lot of people out there who are gaming just, to get away from it all right wow. uh and, and in fact it's funny because my daughter kira is gaming with people who are in their 30s who who have good jobs hmm. right and they come home at night and this is what they do uh rather than turning on the tv or you know playing cards or reading right so uh anyway this proven process that you're talking about once you have found your passionate purpose how do you then you know, take it to that next step and and really shift gears and pursue it. And then how do you figure out if you're making progress toward the right end? Because, you know, as you describe your career, Teresa, I am absolutely astounded because most people make the, the leap and actually the escape from corporate life to entrepreneurialism, and they get that bug. And I have never heard of anybody successfully going back to corporate life. So uh, tell me about that.
0: Sure. Well, there is a proven process. It's four stages. I call it the Siseric process because I want people to remember my name, but it starts first with knowing and nurturing yourself. This is where you find your passion. You have to start by looking at your values, what is important to you and how you can connect those values with your gifts your talents. In the alignment of those two, you will find your passion. So that's phase one. Number two is to connect that passion with a meaningful purpose. And then you, number three, pursue that with a plan with the proper people persistently with all your heart, with all your soul until you in stage four, make some progress. And at that point in time, you assess what progress there is. Now, you may need to make some mid-course corrections, and then you go back up to stage one. I call it the sacred circle of life. It's something that is part of our lives in our personal and professional lives, whether we know it or not. It's actually um, modeled after the hero's journey. And um, so it's a fundamental universal. And so what I like to do is to help people um, follow their heart in finding their passion, then connecting it with something meaningful and then pursue it with a plan and then assess progress. Now, you asked another question, if I may, and that was, well, how do you figure out if you're making progress? And this is something that um, a lot of people don't know how to assess. I like to keep it really simple. I use bi—I I mean, actually in the book, Pursuit of Passion and Purpose, there is a whole progress inventory that you can take that will ask you certain questions and give you um, some feedback. But at the easiest, the basic level, look at a binary function of are you smiling Or are you sighing? See, because if you're sighing, that's a noisy exhalation, you know, to reduce stress. It is a sign that you may need to make some changes. And so um, I had this happen when I was at Bell Labs. My boss came up to me and said, Teresa, why are you sighing so much? And I said... (laughs) Huh, really I didn't know I was sign So first of all he gave me some feedback which was very helpful and then I that helped me wake up to the fact that I needed to make some changes and I loved working with technology at Bell Labs however I was missing the human connection. I wanted to I'm a total people person So I initiated a transfer and the company supported it into the international, product management side of the business. And so if you are getting signals of some sort of discomfort, sign, pain, don't ignore it, listen to it, and then figure out how to make some changes. Got it. Got it. So you talk
1: also about some strategies and, and we're not going to have time to delve into all of them, but, but there are some success strategies that you yes. lay out. And if you can just perhaps touch on each of the six strategies and are these things that need to be done in succession, in parallel, or, or do you just need one or two of them and not all
0: six Okay. There are six success strategies and basically they lubricate or make it easy for you to move through that four stage process and you use them um, as need be. And so, for example, one of the uh, success strategies is um, connections and the connection strategy. And that has to do with um, connecting both to yourself, to others, to a higher power and using all of this to help you along the way. We don't do it alone, right? Another is the attraction strategy. I'm really using this right now as I'm in between and working to attract the right opportunity to me. You start with a vision of where you might want to go. Then you open to the opportunities. You use your head, your heart, and your hands or your body to attract to you the right um, opportunities. And um, another is allowing, but you need to surrender to the process. This is probably my biggest learning lesson in life because I'm such a driven go-go. My mother always called me the go-go girl, um, <laughs> and so. Um, but you have to allow and uh, let um, you know the process happen. Um, Another strategy is the persistence strategy. And this is based on- That's my on, go-to strategy. <laughs> well, it's based on this underlying foundation of divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Like if you were gonna climb Kilimanjaro like I did, you start with the goal in mind, but then you break it into smaller pieces and you work on each piece part by part until you get- some success, some progress, then you look back at your bigger goal and then you continue working towards it. So you use divide and conquer that would continue to allow you to persist. There's the polarity strategy, which is how to bring all of you, the yin and the yang, the head and the heart um, in a way that you can combine them to get to where you want to go. The sixth strategy, I want to mention this because it's tied right in to some things you said, it's called the pack strategy. If you were going on a journey, you would take some things in your suitcase, your briefcase, your pack. And in my research, I found, I asked people, what are the energizers and what are the hindrances? See, if we're on this journey of pursuing our passion and purpose, we need to pack the energizers. And we need to unpack the hindrances. My research shows that the biggest energizer is also can be the biggest hindrance. And it's people, people who are t- giving you support along the way. But some of those people might be what I call improper people, and they're holding you back. They're trying to stop you. This week, when we did our first company, Radish 1.0, we had so many naysayers, people who said, and you as a serial technology entrepreneur, chicky nose, people who, for whatever reasons, you know, think they're helping you by telling you this is never going to work. So the pack strategy. So you use those six strategies along the way, and it helps you more easily get to where you want to go.
1: And I think I missed the polarity strategy strategy what is that one
0: the polarity strategy is um where and and let me actually um suggest to you that polarities exist in all of life like for instance the head and the heart using the rational logical thinking head with the heart our caring feeling side but we need to honor these opposites in life and allow a dynamic movement between these interdependent poles rather than being stuck on one side. And many people are stuck in one polarity, but when you have a flow between both sides, the yin and the yang, um, and, and so many of these opposites, you are so much stronger, and you can get to where you want to go much um, faster. Got it,
1: got it. So just in in closing, you know all of this from a theoretical side makes complete and total sense. And you know, I have watched uh, so many people around me who are going through that you know journey of what do I want to be when I grow up? I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to put it. And so many people are leaving corporate roles or leaving what they did. And so we've got this glut right now of solopreneurs who are spending every week, you know, learning, learning more, you know, there, there's no lack of, of available information, but what they aren't doing is practically applying it. Right. Right. And so putting the passionate purpose to work and and really using that as a prescription for success, right? So how do we get out of the theoretical and into the action and the execution?
0: Excellent question, because that is really the ultimate purpose here is to put it to work and you can put it to work in your personal life, in your professional life. Um, so many ways. I mean, I I use this approach when I was having trouble getting pregnant and luckily the baby plan delivered. And so you need to start experiment, take some baby steps. Let's say you're at a job and it's not fulfilling. You don't have to quit. You might be able to uh, initially, maybe that is the right thing eventually, but what you could do is experiment part-time at night, weekends are there things that you can experiment with that might bring you more fulfillment and then this might position you to ultimately diving in and so it takes courage sometimes now courage is a word that comes from courage in french meaning having heart when you um follow your heart you will have the courage to start. You know, it sometimes um, takes courage to experiment, start something new, and you're not going to always um, win the first time. But if you've learned something that might help you the next time, I think you've succeeded. And if you have integrity of effort, that I interviewed Jim Collins, who the author of Good to Great. And when I talked to him, he said, integrity of effort is so important in all of our lives. Do you continue working at it persistently? So I encourage people to start, start now. You know, life is short. Death is sure. It's your choice. So find your passion, connect it with your purpose, Pursue that with little steps or big steps until you make a little progress, and then assess, make some changes, and continue on that path. Teresa, this has been really,
1: really amazing. And uh, if folks would like to get in touch with you or would like
0: to follow you, where do they yes. find you? Yes, go to my website, pursuitofpassionatepurpose.com. You can sign up for my complimentary e-newsletter. And you can also see a backlog of years and years of newsletters that you can get practical pointers for life. And you can also reach out to me. I'd love to have a chance to to talk to others about their pursuits and see if I might be able to to help you um, move from an ordinary life to an extraordinary life. Help businesses move from ordinary productivity to extraordinary results. Pursuitofpassionatepurpose.com, and that will also take you to my consulting website. Perfect, perfect. And thank you for
1: joining the Game Changer community. That is another easy way to find all of our authors and also to listen to the shows uh, if you want to go back and listen again. We so appreciate uh, you coming and joining us today, Teresa, and you and I definitely have to have uh, some, some additional online conversation. So thank you so much for sharing your Friday with us and have a great weekend.
0: You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald.